Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Kingdom Authority. I am so glad that you have joined on tonight. It's a special night, and I am excited about the Lord and what he is doing in our lives. Listen, we have an outline and a show for you tonight, and I, I, we're going to talk about raising your children for success. And I want you to join in, and we're going to begin by praying on tonight for our children. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. So glad you've been able to join in on tonight. Um, we will be uh, coming in together and just talking about and discussing some things about our children. So I pray that some of you will call in and make sure to ask questions or just share your success stories or just share something about your children. It's a blessing to have children. There's many people who have struggled raising their children, and I'll tell you at this time, this is an opportunity to get some insight, um, to get um, some prayers up for your children. If you're going through at this time, we're just going to be praying for your children on tonight. And I have a special guest that is to join us just a little bit later. I tell you, to God be the glory for the great things he has done. It is an honor to be with you, and I thank God for what he is doing in the lives of our children. We want to make sure on tonight that we lift up our children because they do have authority in the kingdom of God. We do not want to leave them out. They have so much power, and we have to make sure that we encourage them. We have to make sure that we lift them up. We have to make sure that we show them that there is a way, a better way than what this world is showing them through Jesus Christ. There's so much more to this life than what um, the world gives and offers them. And so we want to make sure that they operate in their gifts. I, I, I'm excited about the fact that God has allowed me to play a significant role in, so many, in the lives of so many children. It's been a blessing to serve children. It's been a blessing to serve young adults. It's been a blessing to serve um, youth in the body of Christ and also different places. And so we want to make sure to give way on this evening for our children. We want to make sure to give way to help those who need um, to just have a listening ear, who need to know that, um, you know, there is more to this than just what the world, there's more to, you know, going out. There's more to, to life than um, <laughs> the, the um, vain things that the world shows them. And so on tonight, let's begin by praying for our children the Bible says, um, Jesus said, suffer the little children to come to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. 
I want you, every child to know on tonight and every parent, it is so particularly important to train up our children in the way they should go because I guarantee you when they are old, they will not depart from it. They will remember. I'm reminded of some things that my my parents taught me, and I remember those things the older I get. God brings that back to my memory, and I'm able to push forward and to do better, hopefully, because of that. And so we want to make sure and give way to um, some things that children experience, some things that the Lord um, has for our children in the way of how they can take kingdom authority in their territory. Um, real briefly, I want to to make sure to um, – to read this scripture before we go into tonight's, I want to say lesson, but tonight's discussion about raising children for success. There are many things that um, people that that people have tools and people have ways and ideas of how to raise their children, but the the Bible is right, and I will tell you. According to Proverbs, it is so critically important that we make sure to show them to wisdom. Wisdom is the Bible. Wisdom is God's wisdom. Wisdom is God, and it reproduces the more you seek wisdom. And so we're going to talk about that on tonight as well as some other things. Thank you again for joining um, Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. I want to make sure we... um, get the right message across on tonight. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We bless you and we praise you. You are a great, great God. And you know all things before they even happen. (laughs) You are so all-knowing. And God, you have put in us, Satori, regardless of any situation, regardless of any task, regardless of anyone, anybody, anything. And so, God, we honor you on this evening. You are El Shaddai. You are the God that's more than enough. And so we don't have to look to anything else other than you as our source. And so, God, I thank you for being our source. I thank you for being my source. And because you put it in us, Father, we can operate in authority in our territory. It's a privilege. It's a blessing, God, to move on your behalf, for you, God, and through you, and because of you. It's a blessing, oh God, that we can we can lift up children, Father, that we can raise children. Children are a gift from you. And so on tonight, we bless you for children. We lift every child of God that is going through situations of, of uncertainty right now. And they're going through the whole adolescent um Um, growing up to be an adult father, that transitional period, Father, of being an adolescent. And so, God, I pray right now for their mind. I pray right now for their spirit. I pray for their intellect. I pray that their intellect is your wisdom and your intellect. I pray that, Lord, that their spirit will be submitted unto your spirit in the name of Jesus. Your mighty, your mighty power over children and homes, Father, that are challenging to grow up in. Your your mighty hand upon children, God, who are who are in situations that that they should never be in, Father, that are going through sexual abuse 
that are going through mental abuse and physical abuse over those children, Father, that are in homes even, Father, where um, they're, they're not even the child and they're having to be the adult, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will cover those children. I pray right now that they will, someone will come into their life that shows, that shows them you and that they get to know the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering, God. And I pray right now that those children, their spirit, Lord, will go straight, oh God, and to your hands you protect them and you shield them and you, and you, and you, Lord, be their source in the name of Jesus. I pray for even the children that are in two-parent homes where they're living with you, God. Even they go through things. Father, even they have situations that they can't explain, unknown, and the enemy comes against them and just life happens, Father. I pray for those children that are in circumstances that we say are good. And, Father, even single-parent homes where things seem to be right, Father, but something happens to those children. And I pray for those children, Father. I pray for adults who continue to act like children. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you grow them up. You be their daddy, Father. You be their God. You be their source in the majestic name of Jesus. God, I honor you. I bless you and I praise you for such a time as this. I believe you, God, and I stand on your promises that, oh, God, if we come unto you, if we come unto you, we shall, you shall hear our voice and our prayers shall be answered and we shall reap exactly what we sow. I, Father, I bless you for what you are doing on this evening. I thank you, O oh God, because I see nothing but your mighty hand moving, and I honor you, O oh God, for our children. Let me be the one to stand in the gap, Father. Let me be the one that says yes. And God, thank you, O oh Lord, that you've given us these children. Now help parents, God, to raise them up to be successful. And the only way to do that is through your word. Only way to do that is through prayer. The only way to do that is to submit them and turn them back over to you to give them just like um uh um 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 I can't think of her name, but Lord, just as the woman in the Bible did, she wanted a child so bad, and she had that child and gave him back to you. And so, God, let us do the same to give the children back to you. And, Father, we don't cling on them too much so that you can use them. Father, I'm sure Mary had some issues, Father, but she had to let Jesus go. And so once he was about his father's business, you were able to do in him the miraculous, the abundant, and it changed time. Oh, hallelujah. It changed time and made it go a whole different way, changed our whole perspective, changed our whole thinking. So we pray for those children. And right now, God, we pray for the same thing for those children. And right now, God, I thank you for what's to come in the children's lives in the United States of America and across the world. You get the glory. All honor is due to you in Jesus' name. I praise God on tonight for um, our being here. God is definitely a great God. Listen, we have a program lined up for you and special guests that was to be here on tonight. And guess what? We are anticipating her coming. Um, I, I pray that she's able to make it, I want you to understand that 
I have to look and do what God says and what he allows. And what he allows right now is for this priest's word to go forth. So let's go to Matthew 19th chapter, the 14th verse. And I want to read this on tonight um, and, and explain to you why it's so critical to, to raise children up for success. The Bible says in Matthew 19, 14, and we can read that full chapter in just a few moments, but specific, specifically this is talking about marriage and divorce. And then Jesus teaches on television here, and then he talks about children. So I want to read, well, let's start with verse 13. Then little children were brought to him. Now he's teaching. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. What a mighty God we serve. Let's just talk about this verse. And, you know, I've gone over this several different times and wanted to understand why would some of the disciples um, from my theological reading either had a child or children. And so I couldn't understand why they rebuked the children from coming to Jesus. The only thing I could think of was that they rebuked him because it wasn't customary to have children in the presence of certain, uh, especially not deity, in, in certain um, areas of priests and certain areas of adults. And it wasn't customary that they would come and pray because that was the adult position. And so during this time, they, um, when they're, as they're walking with Jesus, the children come because children are naturally drawn to something that's good. <laughs> if you look at babies, and I used to try to understand why do babies respond a certain way to certain people. If you look at babies, some babies just are not drawn to um, certain adults so they can sense something within them. Well, these children sense something within Jesus, and they wanted to come around him. And who wouldn't want to come around someone who's healing the sick and raising the dead and who's showing and who's showing love and who's showing compassion and who has authority and who can come in and say, you know, be healed, pick up your bed and walk. Who wouldn't be around this person who, who demonstrates power, who demonstrates authority? And so children are drawn to that. It's interesting that we have, in, in, in America, I'm going to say, have come to a place where parents feel like they can't um, usurp a certain level of authority with their children in public. I'm going to tell you, there, we have taken some of that out of context. Some of that is true because of abuse. And so what, what, what the, the judicial system does is come in and says, okay, there's a certain level of, of, of um, discipline that you can operate in with your children. Because, you know, y'all know what happens. Children normally, some children will turn around and say, I'm being abused, or they're doing this, and they're doing, my mama's doing this, or my daddy's doing that to me. Oh, they hit me. And if they go to school with some type of mark, 
then they the teacher comes in and the teacher does something and says something about the situation. And so you y'all know how it is. Um, we have to be careful of what we're doing. But this type of authority that Jesus was demonstrating, these children were attracted to. What kind of authority was this? It wasn't the type of authority where he was constantly disciplining the children, disciplining the people of God. He, the God, Jesus was showing love in the king that we would have life. And so he was having the kind of authority, that he usurped the kind of authority to make sure people had life and had it more abundantly. Listen to me, people of God. If we as adults can get the concept, if we as adults can understand the message that we are to have the level of authority that shows people that we love them, maybe some people will start coming to us. Maybe some people will start coming to the body of Christ, coming to um, the assembly, uh, worshiping together. Maybe if we usurp the kind of authority that demonstrated that I, I've come that you may have life. And I'm taking authority in the sense that I am bringing you up from where you are. We're not saying that a person is bad, but what we're saying is that we want to, we want to have the level of authority that shows people it's okay to come to me because I'm going to take you to Jesus. Oh, that's good right there. It's okay to, to usurp the kind of authority, kingdom authority I'm talking about, that we can, that people know that it's about Jesus. It's about the love that he has for us. Isn't it good to know that we can operate in authority and people still come and they love on us and they understand that um, we care about them? And so in this instance, when Jesus is teaching about marriage and celibacy and all the things that they have to come into alignment in the body of Christ, well, this is before the body of Christ, but in alignment with God and how he needs us to conduct ourselves, then these children are coming. It's interesting because right before in the 11th verse, but he said to them, first of all, who is them? Because in verse 13, it says the disciples rebuked them, the children. So they had to be close by. So in, in above that, in verse 11, he says, but he said to them, all cannot accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. So he's talking about celibacy. Now, children wouldn't understand celibacy because they're children and they're innocent. And it wasn't customary that a whole bunch of children were running around doing all these types of things. Yes, some of them would slip in, slip up, and that's what we do today. But it's customary to have innocence as a child. And so all of a sudden, says verse 13, then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. I want you to get this again. The Bible says, then little children were brought to him. Who were they brought by? Had to be an adult that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. And so the disciples still didn't understand 
who Jesus came for and why he came. But Jesus said to them, let them come to me. Don't, don't forbid them to come. I know what's going on. I know what the conversation's about. I know what's customary, but I need them to come. For this is the kingdom of heaven I'm trying to show you. I want them to come to show you just how I need you to be. Because it, I'm, you, y'all know how children can be. You, um, I want that ball. I want that candy. Can I please have the candy, Mama? Please, please. Oh, Daddy, can you can you buy that for me? And they want something bad, and we just give in sometimes because we're tired of hearing their mouth. <laughs> and so, and so, it could have been that they understood who Jesus was. I don't know this for sure, but I want you to think and expand your thinking. It could have been they knew the power of Jesus that they asked. Can you take me to Jesus? Let me tell you something. Oh, I just got this revelation. Because Jesus said, don't forbid them to come. Because when you're forbidding them to come, the children to come, you're not forbidding. Hear, hear the words of this. Let the children come to me and do not forbid them. Now, it wasn't them that came on their own. The Bible says the children were brought to him that he might be put his hands. So adults normally have the authority in this customary time to bring the children somewhere or take the children somewhere. It wasn't like now where they just went willy-nilly. You knew that because when Jesus was a child, and I believe he was at the age of 12, he said, I must be about my father's business. Mary went out looking for him. Why? Because it's not customary for children to just be out and about on their own. Parents took care of their children. But when the the adults or parents brought them, then Jesus said, "Uh -uh -uh. uh-uh-uh, you're not rebuking the children. You may get rid of the adults, which he didn't say that. Just listen to this. He said, you're not going to get rid of the children, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? Theologically, that means that I need them to come. They have an innocence when they come because they they rely on me when they come, and they depend on me. We're talking about raising children for success. And when the children come to me, is the kingdom of heaven. I've come so that they can what life is really about, but because they're coming to the source. Oh, hallelujah. And so when children are successful, it's because they understand where to go. If you want your child to be successful, you have to show them where to go to get the success. Now, we're not talking about vain things. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, I believe it is, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. And so what does that mean? It means when you seek him, guess what's going to happen? Everything else is going to be added unto them. And so they can't be stopped because they have the source. The source is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about the word on tonight. I'm so excited about our guest on tonight. And I tell you, our guest on tonight is a special woman of God. She doesn't know that many people watch her, that many people look at her. Many people are watching even her children and trying to understand something. And so I really want to introduce her and read her, her bio to you all so that you can get a glimpse 
of this great woman of God. And I call her great woman of God because I believe that she has surrendered herself unto God to do the things that are needed so that her children can also be successful. And about man's success, I'm talking about how God deems their life to be successful here on this earth. My, the, the guests on tonight, let me just read this. She was born in Trenton, New Jersey, to the parents of Bobby and Deborah Atkins. When she was 12 years old, her family relocated to Tucson, Arizona. And at that time, she became a member of Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church in 1983. She then joined Friendship in 1995, which she still remains a member. After 15 years of marriage, she was divorced and became a single parent. She had four children to raise on her own, two girls and two boys. Somebody say that's not an easy task. Two boys, two girls to raise on her own. As she attended Pima County Community College and Colorado College, she became a certified patient tech and a certified, certified nursing assistant. CNA, what a mighty God we serve, caring for people. While caring for her four children, she worked full-time and attended school full-time. Somebody else say, won't he do it? Won't he allow you to do it? You can't be stopped when you, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. At the age of 40, November 11, 2013, she took her calling as minister at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church. And today, um, today on this day, she is a proud owner. Look at God still. She's a proud owner of Mama Carrie's Catering, still working as a nursing assistant, ministering proud grandmother of three grandsons, and granddaughter on the way. I'm talking about none other than the young lady called Minister Tisha Carey. Are you here? Yes, I am. Wonderful, wonderful. We are live and we are on. I'm so glad that you could make it. I know that things are busy. So we, we are excited. We have people on waiting to listen to what God has through you. I, I pray that all is well with you today. Yes, it is, and it's an honor as well to be asked to even speak on this station. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to tell you now, I just want you to greet the, the, the listening um, Internet radio audience as they are, they're, I'm sure, anticipating what you're going to say about raising children for success. Hello, Can you just everyone. take a moment to greet them? Yes. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Hopefully I find you in good health and spirits. Praise God. Praise God. So, you know, I did a little something here, but I wanted to um, give way for you to go ahead and talk about um, raising children. I'll probably ask you a couple of questions because it is, you, you probably don't know this, but many people have watched. And many people have said, you know, things about how well you did it. They probably don't know the struggle. Some do, some don't, but they probably don't know the struggle at times. So can you just talk through and you just, I'm going to give way for you to, to just have the floor. Yes, no problem. It's really interesting because today in, in um, Sunday school, the, it, the spirit just float today. It totally float. The word of confirmation was there throughout the day because Sunday school we talked about how God is present even though we don't know he is. And when um, I first 
I was married to my husband, and we were the PTA family and great family, great husband and wife and great children. And all of a sudden, my world was turned upside down when my husband left me, ex-husband, and left me with four children. And at that time, I had no way of knowing what I was going to do or where I was going to go. So at that moment, it became my first struggle, real struggle in life. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, let, let's talk about the early years, um, you know, after the divorce and even before becoming a minister. And what, what did that look like, you know, as far as raising children? It's a little challenging because we all have to recognize our children and know our children. I had two girls and two boys. So when I start that journey of trying to raise them, my first thing is I had to figure out how I was going to become a better person myself so that I'd be able to provide for my children because my ex-husband was the head of the home. So when he left now, at this time, I became the head of the home. So I was like, how do I do this? So I went to school. I was going to school, and I got a full-time job. So I was doing both of them at the same time. I had my parents' help, thank God, but it still was a struggle having four. So my first thing was moving. That's what we have to recognize with our children. Sometimes we have to do what's best for our children and not what's best for me. I always believed in what the Bible teaches us, that our children are precious, they're gold, they are gifts to us. So we have to recognize that and always treat them as gifts from God. And so with that being said, the location that I lived in was not a great location. And I don't like to put my children on the spot, but my son was a knucklehead, you know. Today was very challenging. And at that time, I knew that he could not go in certain school districts or else I would have a handful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I couldn't afford to be in the school district where I wanted him to be. So I prayed and I prayed, and at that time I decided to take on a second job so that I can move into a different location and put my children in a school that I felt would give them a better education as well as a better chance in life. So that was the first step that started that journey of how I was going to do this with the grace of God with the children. My goodness. So what? So when that after that happened, when you decided, see, many people won't even take on a second job. Let's let's talk about that. They won't make that yeah. sacrifice in order to do something that's going to be better for your children. And many times these days, people don't put their children first like exactly. like we did and before. And so, kind of talk exactly. about that. Kind of talk about that as far as what people do now and what is different um, and what you did than, than parents nowadays. Well, Minister Jones, I don't know how you want me to, you know, uh, to address you on the radio station. Minister Dancy is fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. My first thing is what I notice is our pride. I don't want to use it as our color or what color, what generation, but I know us African-American women like our pride. When this happened and I was working two jobs and I went to school, I also turned to the system. I was receiving AFTC food stamps, and I also was receiving um, the Section 8. And to me, that was the best gift that 
get a bin receipt. They help me with clothing. They help me with transportation. They help me with housing, food, everything. And I graduated. You know, I, I, I went to school. They offered programs. That's how I went to school. And a lot of us don't want to use that because of our pride. But you have to do what God placed there for you to use in order to be successful. My children knew that's where I was at. They knew that we were on the program. They knew, but they knew as well as they see me graduate. I did not stay on the program. I graduated off the program. I completed steps. I completed the programs. I completed the, you know, whatever was required to get this assistant while I was trying to do better for the children, I did it, and it wasn't no pride. I tell the young girls today, if you need help, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Everybody needs help sometime in their life. And we're so afraid of people not knowing what we don't have. But it's not knowing what we don't have, you know. But none of us are raised with silver spoons in our mouth, you know. you got to do what you have to do for your family and your children. Wow. <laughs> and you're yeah. absolutely right. I hear I hear a lot of young ladies, you know, I'm not going to do that, you know, or when they, I, I don't know, these days, some of these girls won't help all the times. What, what is that about? Yes. But they're not, yes. they're not promoting, like you just said, they're not graduating mm-hmm. off of that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. It's the, it is the best program. There's absolutely no reason for for women not to be able to provide for their children. There are so many programs, and I don't want to sit here and say they are because I did them. I completed. I graduated. Some people down there, that system was, like, happy to have me as an example because this is, like, this is what we set these things in place for, and you're using it to benefit what we set it for. You're not taking advantage of it. You're using it to benefit, which made the kids a little more hungrier in life as well, too. Just like any NFL son, as we all know, they all want to buy their mom a house. We're not going to be in this forever. Mommy's going to buy, I'm going to buy mommy a house. So that was Kadeem's biggest thrive. But it was also to let him know, don't do it for me, do it for you. You know, all the children, all the kids, they they, they see that I was determined for them to have a better life. It's just I was trying to make them or do everything I could to have them a better life. They did their part. Wonderful, wonderful. I tell you, um, I'm excited for you, and I know it's already happened, and you're, and there's still more to come, but I'm still excited for you, sis, and what God has done and is doing and is going to do for you and yes. your children, your family. It's a blessing yes. to see, and it's a, it's a, it's a privilege to know that you just didn't, you, you didn't start off there, but people have mm. to know that people can still make it. <laughs> you know, they got to know. Absolutely. I'm going to let you share. I know you had a couple of scriptures you wanted to share, if you still want to share those. Yes, that would be fine. The first one was um, Philippians 4.13. I can do I can do all through Christ that strengthens me. Everybody in this world should know that scripture. If you don't know any. That's one that you should know and memorize because it tells it all right there. You could do all, any and all through Christ. There's nothing too big or too small. If I was able to do anything, it was by the grace of God and with God. You can do it. Anybody can do it. God trusts us right there that 
anything you can do with the grace in me. The other one was Proverbs 20 through 6. This is so important. And the reason why I want to share how important that is is because it reminds me of myself. Because I was a bad child, too. <laughs> and the Bible says, train up a child in a way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that's so true. My parents raised me the best they could in church. And so when I got of the world and in the world, I came back into the church. I came back to the Lord. I knew where my home was, you know. So that is very important. And the biggest thing that me and my children always went by, it's not a scripture, but it's really important that you know nothing can stop you but your God and yourself. God puts everything yeah. in front of you. And ain't nobody in this world can stop it but him and you. So if it gets stopped, that is because you allowed it to get stopped. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because you know why? Um, It's so true. Um, And the fact Mm -hmm. that you couple those together, God and yourself, because God could be moving, but you're not doing anything. And it just goes in line with faith. Faith without works is dead. Yes. Yes, yes. That, that is so. So I, I, I love that you, um, um, say that. So what does that, what does that mean? How do your children put that into action? Well, to, to start off, Kadeem has a tattoo on him. <laughs> That's how much I used to beat it in the head. Can nobody stop you but God and yourself. So if you choose for, to go out there and do drugs, you got to realize you stop your own blessing. If you choose to live the evil way and not try to live by God's way, you got to recognize that you chose that. God can stop it, but you chose that path. God has all control, but he allows us to have freedom, you know, freedom of choice. So every choice that we make, we have to learn to deal with it. And that's what I try to tell the children. They have to understand that don't, it's not going to be my fault if you get locked up. It's not going to be my fault if you have a house full of kids. And it's not going to be my fault if you don't have a job. It's not going to be my fault. These are all your decisions. As parents, all we can do is give them the opportunity. And this is why I stress all the time. I'm far from being this perfect mother. We need everyone to understand that. But we also have to understand we have to give our children an opportunity. We have to set boundaries. We have to say it's not about me, it's about my child. Because once we brought that child in the world, it did become about them. They did not ask to be here. There's things that we want, but guess what? That child didn't want to be here, asked to be here. So he here, so that want for the child comes first. And and I don't see that nowadays with a lot of the women. It's not child first. And it should be that. We have to really get that in our head. I don't think I can stress that as much as, you know, over and over. That's pretty powerful. And you remind me of my mother. She said that she always says and still says to people, the child didn't ask to come here. That was our doing and then our decision. And so, therefore, we are to take care of our children because they didn't ask for this. That is so powerful. And, you know, oh, my goodness, I have so many questions just based on what you just said. Um, and so my, I guess my, my thought is then why today do you think so many people have a problem understanding that, that, that very idea? Sure, we lost you. 
I think we lost. So I, we were talking about um, um, my question was, uh, why do you think so many people have a hard time understanding that um, it, we are here for our children once we get them here and we have to sacrifice for them? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that, that they have a hard time understanding it? That's Why do parents sit today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure where we got so lost with not realizing or understanding that our children are first priority. I have no idea where we got lost. I know many of our parents back in the days, it wasn't just about the mother. Our mothers and our fathers were very children first, always, we always came first. And as the generation has shifted, and I'm not saying that a lot of them don't love their children. They love them, but they're so busy trying to be friends and not a parent. And that's the thing I used to always tell my kids. They did not, my kids couldn't stand the ground and walk. No, they used to call me Mad Dog. They had a song, they would get together in the house and start singing Mad Dog. They kind of got mad at me. And I used to talk, I don't care. I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. And I tell people, guess what? They, the parents, they'll be mad at you tomorrow and they'll be back your friend the next day. You're not their friend. You're their parent. So we have so many parents trying to be friends nowadays. Parents doing drugs with their children. Parents buying their kids everything they want just to make them happy. Parents allowing kids to do anything just to make the child happy. But I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not their friend. I'm their mother. I will never be their friend. I will always be their mother. And and that's just important to me. They they got plenty of friends in the streets going to teach them about friends. I'm your mother. I'm a parent. I'm not worried about being your friend. You know, it's okay to have a great relationship with your child. It's okay if your child wants to be that friend type where she can she or he can talk to you about everything. But at the same time I'm your parent. So I'm gonna always be your parent first. That's all. That's that's just how I feel. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm in total agreement. <laughs> they all want to be because, friends. I mean and I really think that is the deciding factor. They're trying to be friends and be buddy mm-hmm. buddies, but and and yeah. then maybe there's some issues with the parents that they haven't grown up, you know, yeah. in order to understand uh-huh. the role or don't understand the responsibility that is that yeah. is placed on them to raise our children. So, what would you say some key things are to help raise children? For success, make, making sure they walk in their level of kingdom authority that God has given them. I would. My first thing I would suggest. Uh, I, my suggestion would be to be a parent. Try to worry about being a parent instead of a friend. Like I just said, they're going to have plenty of friends in their life. They got friends now. From the time they turn two, they got friends. You need to be the parent. You have to have boundaries and set boundaries. You also kind of got to be a perfect example. I like to share this. Before I had, you know, fully gave my life over to Christ, it I was of the world. I used to party, and this is why the children were, you know, here, all four of them. And my youngest daughter, she was my partier. I'm I'm being honest here. So when I would go out drinking and go to my girlfriend's house, I would always have her with me. And and that's what she seen. So when it came time now, I'm ready to take God serious. 
Now I want my children to take God serious. It was funny, you know. And they would look at me like I was crazy because they they seen this party life from me. And they and, and my daughter, the youngest one, loved it. You know, she got the party with me. And now I'm like, churches. It was like, whoa. So my biggest thing that I stress today to those that it's never too late because it wasn't too late to me. But to start off, start off by trying to be that parent instead of that friend. I was being a friend, so when it was time to be the parent, it was a little struggle. Being the boys always was like, "Mommy's ain't supposed to do that. Mommy's ain't supposed to dress like that." And the boys were the one youngest that were trying to put me in line, you know. But try to be that parent instead of the friend. It would be so much easier in life. <laughs> Don't wait till it gets too late and try to change it. And even if it gets too late, it's never too late to change it. So That's right. That's right. Always be a parent first. So when you came over, you know, to um, when you gave your life over to Christ, and you began living for him, and then especially after you became a minister, what are some things that you did or instilled in them? I know you said nothing can stop you but God and yourself, but what are some mm-hmm. things that you instilled in them specifically? The value of things. For example, I was sharing with someone not too long ago. I had four kids, so I didn't have a lot of money, you know, struggling trying to work and provide for, for children, but I used to teach them the value of things. So, like, if one kid needed something, that one kid got it that week, that payday, and the other three understood because then the next payday would be the next child. Then the next payday would be the next child. So the kids were real good with that. They understood stood that, you know, mommy has to do it this way. They also understood they had to work for it. So if they came to me and they needed something, I was like, all right, you give me an A. And I got it, even if it took me working an extra shift so that I could get it for them, you know. But so they, the, you have to teach them values of life. Everything is not always handed to them so easy. It's still like that today, even as they grow. Everything, we were just talking about, do children today know what chores are? You know, my children used to have chores, and they got paid for doing chores. These kids now, they just don't even have chores. And, you know, values of teaching. It's so true. How many children, how many parents are listening today, and your child is literally doing chores throughout the week, and you're rewarding them? I even used to reward the kids for grades. And this is grace, you know. Anything we have to reward them. We have to let them know everything that they do. They have to work for it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you know what? It's so true. Many children do not have the chores. So I truly blame us as parents because there is so much that we can do to ensure their success, to ensure their salvation, to ensure that they are great citizens that they give back to others. It it really lands upon us and rests upon us and what we do. If you have something to say to someone who is struggling now um, and they're, you know, they're trying to be that, that um, they're, they're, they're trying, they're bringing their children to um, the church, but they're just struggling right now. What would you say to them? Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, because help is on the way. And and it, it brings up what my pastor was preaching today about you, you may not see God. He may not seem like he's present, but he's there. He's there. And, and, and of course, 
is not easy. But everything that we struggle and go through is for a reason. It, it was a confirmation throughout the day, all day long. You know, you've got to realize that everything we go through is preparing us and prepping us for the glory that he has for us. It may seem wow. dark. It may seem rough. But believe me, there is a brighter day. And, and what you're going through right now is for a reason. And everything that I went through when I was struggling and, and raising them for kids, God was just preparing me for now. He was preparing me so that my children could be who they are today. He was preparing everything around my surroundings, even though I didn't see him in that dark. But now I see he did this and he did that so that Kadeem can have that. My daughter can have this. My other child can have that. I can be this. I can do that. All of that was just preparing me for what we have and who we are today. So everything, the struggle that you're going through, if your child see you struggling through it, if your child see you praying through it, if your child see you praising your way through it, that is a lesson taught to that child right there. That is raising a successful child right there. My God, my God. I'm going to tell you, I hear the passion in I hear the passion in you, and I hear the truth. I hear the passion and the truth. And the, tr- the truth is we have to be there for our children. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. And, yes. and we, we set the example. That's right. They have to see the struggle. Let them see the struggle because this is going to show them mommy did it so I can do it. Mommy just prayed when things got rough, so that's what I'm going to do. Mommy did do it. Mommy kept going to church when times was rough and hard, so I could do it. They have to see the struggle to know that life is not cherries. You know, it's not peaches. And you know what I want to share before we're done? I didn't get an opportunity to go to a big college or a four-year college and get that dorm life and that fun life. So I asked my children, this is all I ask of you guys, is to complete school and at least do one-year college. If you do one-year college, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. But I don't want you to live with the regret that I have of missing that fun of going to a college. And, you know, the fun you have, you know, in the college. And so that kind of motivated them, too, because I don't ask for much. And, and you're not asking for much for your children. So if you set goals and aim high and levels for your children, they aim for. So all the kids were aiming to at least do that one year of college, you know. So you kind of got to set things for your children, too. You got to let them know they are somebody and they're going to be somebody, you know. It, it would stop, stop not, and, and how do you say it? Stop not feeding our children good stuff and not the bad. Encourage them daily. Let them know how good they're doing. Let them know how, uh, if they make mistakes, it's okay. My child get in trouble today. It's like, it's okay. Pick your head up and keep going. You can't just drill the child when they make mistakes either. You have to let them know that's part of life. Live and learn. Keep going. You know? That's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. And the fact that you said transparency, you're talking about being transparent with your children so that they know. I heard you say earlier, you told them, you let them know that they were having, getting assistance. You let them know that there, there was things you had to do. You had to get a second job. You had to take care of them. You let them know these things so that they have a good understanding and foundation. It, they're not, you can't just be given stuff. you got to work for that's it. Right. And so that's right. I, that makes a huge – my mother 
taught us so much through her examples and by being mm-hmm. upfront with us about things. And so that makes That's a right. huge difference in the success of a child. Um, and That's I, right. thank you for telling them. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was listening to you. But that is, that is, it does, it makes a big difference of just being that example, good and bad. So don't think you got to be this goody two-shoe parent. They need to see the bad and the good now. You know, that's how they're going to be gonna overcome they good and they bad. <laughs> but that's true. That's good. That's a good point that you said. Yeah. It, it, I love it. It's, I love it. It's amazing. I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much right now. And so I commend you. I thank God for you and the example that you, um, the example that you are. I'm just going to say it that way. The example that you are, <laughs> because I'll tell you, um, there's children that will do, that will. You can teach a child and train up a child, and it will look and seemingly look that they are bad when they could be good. You know, we can't mm-hmm. judge it by where they are at a certain time. We got to believe That's God right. for what He's doing within them. But but yes. children are the fruit, are the fruit of your yes. labor. <laughs> yes. They really yes. are. And so yes. I'm honoring you because of the fruit of your labor. It is noticeable. I'm going to tell you that. It is noticeable, oh. and I'm not talking about just your son. I'm looking at your all four of your children. It is noticeable. Yes. And the reason why I say that, yes, and I want to encourage you yet and still because these grandchildren are now here. And so um, my mother has two boys, two girls, and I watched her, and I still watch what she does with the last two. Two of them have passed on, so she has two of us left. And I watch her with what she does with us. She shows us Mm -hmm. the bad and also the good. That's right. That's right. And she talks with us. She explained mm-hmm. she wanted communication yeah, between man. us, and that's yeah. why I watched you so much because there was such a resemblance. That's why yeah. I watched you so much. So I'm honored. I'm, oh, I'm honored. Exactly. You have no idea. And it's yeah, not like I'm your honored. mother from the old school. It's like I had that old school blood from my grandma, my mom. I don't know. I'm just so, so into the old school. The, 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 my dad used to make us square walls. Oh, Lord, I could not understand why. You know, Saturday morning when we got up before that was part of the choice, we had to square walls. I, I never understood that. And I was like, my children ain't scrubbing no walls. Shoot. When I had them get this, what they were doing on Saturday mornings. And, but now that I'm older, I realized that, well, number one, I was the one putting the dirt on the walls. And number two, it was just teaching me how to do chores besides jumping up, getting dressed, and running the streets, you know? So I, I'm parents, and, and your mom sounds like she's from the old school like mine. This, it means a lot. It means a lot. It, if you look at the way our children are being raised today and the way our grandparents and our parents raised us back then, it's a big difference. We want to know why the system is selling. We want to know why half of our men are in jail. We want to know why half of uh, there's not many black-owned businesses. Look at how our generation is changing. The children love guns nowadays. I don't permit guns. I didn't allow them in my, my children's house, and I don't allow my grandchildren. Because this is my thing. Why do I need to teach my child how to play with a gun? Toy gun or not, he doesn't need to learn how to play with the gun. And and, and, and nowadays, the toy gun even gets you killed. And I need the parents to understand that, too. 
You, you can't even have a play gun anymore. That's more important. Give them another toy. What happened to the little tech toys? What happened to the little cars they drive around? Some real, the mm. little wagon. Go into that stuff with the kids and with the grandkids. Let's try to, I know the good, the new is good, but the old is even better. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, praise God. Mm-hmm. Any last words as we get ready to um, um, go ahead and sign off of here tonight? Any last words? None at all. I just encourage the young women. Everything is possible through Christ who's trusting you. Your children are gold. They are precious. They could be anything. Just because you're a single mom, one, two, three, four, it does not matter. Even if you're a parent, a mother, and a father in a home, your children could be anything that you want them to be. Just set them up to have the chance. Give them the chance to have that. Sometimes it takes sacrifices. Make the sacrifice. Anything that you have to do to give your child a chance of having a better life than we have or had, or even greater, even if you had a great life, any chance you can give your child to do, do it. Do what's best for your child. Always keep them lifted in the Lord. Always, 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 always keep them lifted in the Lord, no matter what. And that's about it. And I thank everyone for listening. And, and believe me, me and my children ain't angels. <laughs> we struggle. We struggle. We struggle. But we thank the Lord for the for the gifts and the blessings daily that he gives us. We thank him for favoring over us no matter what. Even when we're bad, even when we're good, we thank him. And that's all you have to remember, God, is good. <laughs> He's with you. You're not alone, and you can do it no matter what your circumstances is. I love it. I love it. Well, we prayed for children earlier. Would would you mind taking a a couple of minutes and praying for parents? And you can take your time and pray for parents um, so that they have the strength and they have yes. the you they have the strength to do right mm-hmm. by their children and raising them. You can just pray for just a moment. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Dear Lord, I ask you to touch every heart and soul that is listening today, dear Lord. Touch the mothers, dear Lord, that that reach out and give their children over to you, dear Lord. Touch them as they struggle, dear Lord. Let them know that they can do this. Let them know they are not alone, dear God. It's so important that they know every step that they're taking. You are right by their side, dear Lord. Touch them in their finances, dear God. Let them know there is help out there if they need it, dear God. Let them know that you are their finances. You are the comforter. You are the keeper, dear Lord. We ask you to touch each and every home, dear Lord, that's speaking out to you with their children. Dear Lord, then we ask a special, special prayer for our children today, dear God. Dear Lord, we ask you to wrap your arms around them in this world today, dear God. Let them know who you are, dear Lord. Let your light shine so that they know that light up there is with them throughout the day and throughout the years and months, dear God. We ask you to touch the mothers and fathers, dear Lord, as they do their best to raise their children, dear God. Give them the wisdom. Give them the courage to keep pushing forward. Give them the desire to give the child that the glory of you, dear Lord, that they did not have or did have, dear Lord. We ask you to just continue touching the listeners. Touch the 
the minister over this radio station, dear Lord. Touch her for her blessings of touching the community, dear God. Touch her family. Touch her children, dear Lord. Let her continue being a blessing and that and that the the beauty that we all see as well as her being a godly mother and a godly wife and a godly daughter, dear Lord. We thank you for her. We thank you for her word. Continue encouraging her. Continue touching her heart so that she may continue seeking out into the community and giving the, the, the word that you want to be heard, dear God. We ask you to continue touching all the families and churches throughout Tucson, dear Lord, all over the nation. But right now we ask you for a special one right here in Tucson with our radio station, dear Lord. We ask you to continue touching our children, dear Lord. We ask you to just bless them in a way. Touch the yes, schools, dear God. Wrap the bars around and protect them in the schools, dear yeah. God. Continue, dear Lord, of doing everything that glorifies you, dear God. We ask you to touch our pastors throughout the city, dear Lord. Touch each and every last one of them as they are feeding our ears, dear Lord. And then open up our ears to receive, dear God. We ask all of this in your precious name. Amen, yes, amen, amen. 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 Thank you so much for that powerful prayer. Thank you. Thank you again for joining Kingdom Authority. I'm going to tell you all, if you didn't hear earlier, please say your name for the people to know who you are because I'm going to direct them to follow you on Facebook. Okay, Tisha Carrie Atkins. And I kept caring because when we divorced, my children were so young, and I was like, they have to go to school and explain why mommy's name was different. <laughs> so I kept, I kept caring. So Tisha Kiriak is in the and the girls at church, the women at church, give me a hard time. They be calling Mary Monroe with my last names and everything. But yes, it's Tisha Kiriakis. <laughs> I understand it, sis. I understand it. <laughs> That's I was getting ready to say that is the sacrifice you make for your children uh-huh. right there. And I knew yeah. that. I didn't know it because you hadn't told me, but I knew that was the reason. And I, uh-huh. again, I honor God. I honor God for you. Yeah. As I get ready to yeah. close, thank you again for joining Kingdom Authority. I'm going to close with this quote and say um, goodbye tonight. But listen to this quote, you all. Don't measure success by marketing strategists, but by the light in the little souls you burn your life out loving. So measure success by how much love you show the people in your life, which is the children and how they light up this world. What a blessing. Thank you again, Minister. Thank you. You You all have a blessing. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. Have a great night. You too. Good night. Bye-bye.